Today's episode 500 of the Serious Sellers Podcast, and we're doing it live right here from the Maldives as usual because we're going to go into the Maldives honeymoon launch strategy and some of the new twists and turns that have come up because of the test I've been doing. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. want to know what keywords are driving the most sales for listings on Amazon? To do that, you need to know what highly searched for keywords the product is ranking for maybe at the top of page one. You can actually find that out in seconds by using Helium 10's keyword research tool, Cerebro. Now that's just one of the many, many functions that make this tool my favorite tool in the whole suite, and it's the most powerful keyword research tool ever created for e-commerce sellers. For more information, go to h 10 dot me forward slash cerebro h10 dot me forward slash c-e-r-e-b-r-o don't forget to use the serious sellers podcast discount coupon ssp10 hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the serious sellers podcast by helium 10 i'm your host bradley sutton and this is the show that's a completely bs free unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And as you guys can see here, I am back here in the Maldives, Waldorf Astoria, the place that started it all, all the way back in episode 200 was when I first started filming out here, the Maldives honeymoon launch strategies. And then every 50 episodes, we'd come out here, 250, 300, 350, 400. I actually skipped 450, but so this is the first time back in the Maldives since episode 400. But uh, the Maldives honeymoon strategy is just a strategy. I, I just made a funny name to it so that we can you know, try and get the most out of what we call the honeymoon period when we just get started selling on Amazon for a certain product. And so we're gonna dive uh, into it and what's the latest here on this strategy. So so make sure to stay to the end because we've got some new things I'm gonna be talking about today. But but just some, some background again, honeymoon period, you know, what is it? Oh, well, the honeymoon period is, is, that's not a term that I came up with. That's a term that r- relates to uh, you know, that, that first few weeks, the first couple months sometimes of a listing where you get more bang for the buck. All right. Um, it's it basically refers to, you know, how you know if you have a four or five year old listing and you do a, a couple PPC sales for a keyword, not much is going to happen. Right. But if you have a brand new listing, sometimes just changing the title, sometimes just changing a keyword here or there, sometimes just getting one sale on a keyword, sometimes just getting a few sales on a high volume keyword, it'll start moving you around on the organic side. Big fluctuations might happen on your PPC on a positive way. And we call this the honeymoon period. This is not an official Amazon term, but it refers to the fact that when you are selling a new item, especially one that doesn't have much history, uh, what happens sometimes is that Amazon doesn't have enough data to kind of know what you're relevant for. And so any little micro actions where on a you know more mature listing is not going to have much of an effect because Amazon's got so much data and so many clicks and so many things to, to kind of measure and, and understand what it's relevant for. Those micro actions on a newer listing where Amazon's just trying to figure out what is this product going to be good for, it has a lot bigger effect on it. So, you know, we call that the honeymoon period. All right. Now, you know, what I started doing like five, six years ago is I, you know, I launched a lot of product, by the way, you know, I've launched over 500 products now, but even five, you know, more than four years ago, I had launched over 400 products. And what I found was I always was experimenting. I found like these certain micro actions as I just made up that term now (laughs) for, for myself, I guess these micro actions 
that could help me get even more out of the honeymoon period that would help me get off on the right foot you know just like you know honeymoon is for a wedding right you want to get off on the right foot and so then i was like okay what do i what am i going to call this i'm like i'm going to call this the maldives honeymoon effect because these these actions have a lot bigger impact even more than just you know what we normally would see on the honeymoon period and so that's why i just went ahead and and named it this thing and i came here to the to the maldives here to record it. So what is the latest with the Maldives honeymoon method? Well, we're going to, we're going to go into some, some different strategies here, but, but let's do a recap. Uh, a lot of these methods is actually in pre-launch and in pre-launch, I made a new name for it. You know, uh, we call it the Bali blast. So I'm not going to go too, too in depth, but if you want to have a Bali blast, you know, pre-launch, these are the steps that lead to the Maldives honeymoon launch. Uh, check out episodes 466 and 467, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's a part one and part two about all the things you need to do to get your listing ready. So h10.me forward slash 466 or 467. You can also search that up on YouTube on our Helium 10 channel. And in there, I think I have like a 47 step process that happens before you even launch the product. Let's just review some of those. You know, again, those are two hours of episodes you need to go back and like listen to to get the full details. But in a nutshell, you know, it starts at the product research stage, right? Picking uh, products that potentially have lower tidal density. Tidal density is something that we have exclusively at Helium 10, which measures the number of listings on page one that have a certain keyword in phrase form in the title. So when I say certain keywords, the searched keywords. So for example, if the keyword is coffin shelf and you see in Helium 10 that the title density is seven, that means that the last time Helium 10 checked, there are seven listings on page one that have that keyword in exact phrase match in the title. All right. If you have a listing or a keyword that has title density of 40, uh, that means that there's 40 listings that have that exact keyword in the title. And that means it's going to be a little bit harder to rank on that page because Amazon algorithm, you know, heavies or favors heavily the title as far as as far as what a listing is relevant for. So it doesn't mean, you know, you, sh you can't launch against a keyword that where the title entity is 40. It just means that, hey, it's going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle where sometimes uh, you have a lower title entity and Amazon thinks you're relevant. And by the way, guys, I'm going to drop some bombs here about how you can know what Amazon is relevant uh, or what's relevant to Amazon. But anyways, if, if you have a you know lower, lower title density, um, sometimes it's going to be a lot easier to rank. Sometimes even from day uh, day one, you can be on page one potentially. So uh, that's one of the things we talk about in the Bali Blast method. And then other things is, is about the that has to do with the keyword research and understanding where Amazon puts relevance as far as uh, you know things that are in your listing as far you know as far as keywords go. You know from the title to the bullet points. Um, and so we talked about you know getting all of the keywords that your competitors are ranking for your direct competitors. Where are the keywords that they're ranking highly for. We talk about getting opportunity keywords, finding the keywords that maybe only one of your competitors is ranking for. And that means you're going to be able to, you know, potentially rank uh, for that keyword when you're only competing with one of your competitors, as opposed to five or six of your competitors. There are others, you know, keyword research strategies we talked about, such as trying to find complementary products. All right. So these are, again, these are, we're talking about pre-launch right now. How do you put the right keywords in your listing? 
complementary products. But basically, that means like maybe you see your competitors have a frequently bought together type of product. Like, for example, if you're selling a coffin shelf or your competitors are selling a coffin shelf, maybe you see in frequently bought together, which you can find in Helium 10 Black Box, uh, a history of other coffin shelves being bought with a coffin letterboard, right? Well, part of the Maldives honeymoon strategy is that you want to get index for some of the main keywords from those coffin letter boards if you have a coffin shelf. So if you see that for these coffin letter boards, these five coffin letter boards, one of the top keywords is coffin letter board and another one is, you know, Halloween display or something like that. Well, those top keywords from those coffin letter boards, uh, even though they might not be directly relevant to your coffin shelf, you're going to want to get index for those listings. And then from day one, you're going to be able to target those in uh, product targeting PPC. And then also you'll get a little bit more uh, breadth, some width to what you're going to be showing up for, especially in broad campaigns and auto campaigns. So that's another uh, strategy to use too. It's also a strategy to get indexed for forbidden keywords. Like maybe you're related to an adult product or a drug related product. You can't put adult related products or keywords in your listing or, or drug related or other forbidden keywords. Well, if you make yourself relevant to the, the non-forbidden keywords, and you're listening by sticking them in there, you potentially could get indexed for those forbidden keywords just because Amazon deems you as relevant. Um, so that was another strategy we talked about in the uh, Bali Blast Method. Now, originally, in the original Maldives Honeymoon strategy, when you're launched, you know, we talked about using search, find, buy, and two-step URLs and, and things of that nature. Now, now, that's no longer something that Amazon really wants you to start doing. And it's actually interesting. I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the terms of service, and it doesn't mention anymore, you know, two-step URLs, but it does talk about trying to manipulate, you know, your keyword search rank um, in the code of conduct, all right? And that that was a that was a different change a couple of years ago, where Amazon started specifying that they don't want you trying to um, do those kind of URLs and things that to manipulate what it says the search rank, the keyword rank, all right? Before then. We always would talk about, hey, doing search, find, buy, doing two-step URLs, things like that, because in the Amazon Terms of Service, it only talked about manipulating your sales rank, all right, like your BSR, all right? So then Amazon kind of cracked down on the keywords too, so that really changed the Maldives honeymoon uh, method. We're like, we do not suggest anymore, you know, getting friends and family or using services that are going to go out and get, you know, 40 people to search, find, and buy your product with a keyword. Um, that's, that's, you know, pretty explicitly against Amazon Terms of Service. Now, it wasn't before people try and say, oh, it's always been against Terms of Service. No, it hasn't, which is why Amazon changed it to make it against Terms of Service, you know, later. So how did we change the Maldives Honeymoon launch strategy then when we couldn't use services like AZ Rank or, um, you know, Rank Bell back in the day? Um, so what, you know, how, how can you get ranked for keywords right away? Well, we changed the Maldives Honeymoon method to be strictly PPC, all right, so the whole theory is still the same. You're, you're tr you need people to search, find, and buy your products you know, after searching for a certain keyword. And the more people that do that, that's what's going to get you ranked on page one, right? But when you have a brand new listing, how do you get on page one? How do you get people to even see your listing? You know, the old, old way was just doing search, find, buy, right? You know, getting two-step URLs, having a service send people to an exact keyword and they find your listing on page six or seven, and then they'll go ahead and buy it, then they'll move you up, but you can't do that anymore. So what we talked, I, I think starting in like episode 300 or 350, 
was do the same thing with PPC. So how do you get people to organically search find by without breaking Amazon terms of service, you know, without using an outside service, without using friends and family, et cetera? Well, you got to think what is going to make somebody, if they happen to see your product, buy it no matter what. Well, the first thing is what's going to make somebody see your product if you're not using outside service? So the answer is easy. It's PPC. So you've got to find the, the PPC bid that is going to get you to the top of search. You, you could do a top of search modifier modifier in your PPC, or you can just up your bid, you know, and, and do a fixed bid or down only bid that's at a high, what you think is gonna get you top of search uh, naturally, and then just make that the bid. Now, now, how you know if you're getting that is you put your keyword to keyword tracker after you put a bid of like $3, just say $3 on the uh, keyword coffin shelf. Uh, I put coffin shelf into my keyword tracker. And then what I do is um, put my keyword tracker on boost. Boost is something that checks it 24 times a day. And now within an hour or two, I'm gonna see a couple different spots on where I'm showing up randomly in the search results in different browsing scenarios in different locations. And then if I'm like rank one, two or three, I'm good to go. If I'm ranked like eight or nine or below or something, probably I'm gonna need to raise my bid to try and get my rank high. So anyways, that's step one. But if you have a brand new product and has zero reviews, obviously, you know, how do you get people to buy your product, right? With the old old days, again, search, find, buy, you're using these outside services, they were getting incentivized to buy the products. Like, hey, you get the product for free, basically, all right? Now, now we can't do that anymore. So what is the incentive, I guess you could say, for somebody to buy a product that has no reviews, that they've never maybe heard of the brand? How do you get them to go ahead and purchase your product? Well, the answer is by choosing a price point that makes them buy the product, you know, like no matter what. So that price point is different for every product. Um, for example, if coffin shelves are all costing or retail price $25, well, what you want to do is think what price point is somebody going to see this where they're like, man, this is an incredible deal. You know, here's this other listing that has a thousand reviews, a lot of social proof, but I'm going to go ahead and get this other one. Well, maybe that price is $13, you know, 50% off. Are you going to make money at 50% off? No, you're not. But the whole point is, you know, like you used to have to pay to get orders in the beginning to get that momentum and to get that sales velocity and 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 search velocity. So you were, you were paying money anyway. So so to me, this is a, a a good investment. So you know, you choose whatever that price is of where when your 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 competitors will will buy that product. And one way that you can you know do some product research if you don't have like Facebook groups where there's a community that's around coffin shelves and you can like do a quick free poll in there asking them what price or something like let's say you don't have access to anything like that use helium 10 audience all right helium 10 audience uh it's a pay-per-use service inside of helium 10 powered by pickfu where you can go and choose your target market like let's say your target demographic is females from the age of 18 to 30 who are prime members you can actually choose that target market in helium 10 audience and then just find 50 of them and within like three hours, uh, you'll have the answer to questions like, hey, at what price point would you go ahead and buy this product, even though it had zero reviews? And, and compared to, uh, and you can even have the other products there, uh, even though the other products had a thousand reviews and you would have pictures of it. So then you're able to see, you know, maybe what price point somebody would buy that from your target market. Or you can just guess. You know, I, I don't like guessing, you know, all the time. So I like to go ahead and, you know, actually get some information. So once you've got that, then you go ahead and launch with that PPC. And, and then in Helium 10, there's something called the CPR number. 
all right, the CPR number in helium 10 tells you approximately how many orders over eight days, eight to 10 days, I should say, where it gives you if you if people if that number of people search find and buy your product uh it gives you the best chance doesn't give you a guaranteed chance but it gives you the best chance to get to page one of a searching keyword all right and so that's basically what i've been doing for the last two years a lot of people have been doing this as well you know that literally thousands of people are, are using this technique in order to to get to page one you monitor how many orders you're getting each day with the cpr number so like let's say the cpr number is 100 i like ramping up my order so if the cpr is 100 i don't want to just divide that by 8 or 10 and say all right i need 10 per day or 11 per day no what i like to do is i like to make it look organic i like to start off slow maybe day one and get two or three so the way i know is that you know i'm checking my my ppc reports in real time and if i get two clicks and purchases on a certain keyword i actually pause that target so that i don't get more all right, I kind of want to like make it look a little bit more or organic. And then the next day I started again and try and get maybe six or seven orders. The next day I try and get 11 or 12 orders until I can, you know, hit that CPR number and then go back and I'm going to check where am I ranking? Did it help my organic ranking? Now it's important that again, when I said that you're, you're choosing a, a cheaper price point, you don't put your list price or your regular price at this cheap price. No, because the problem is if you do that, you might end up um, not being able to raise your price in the future. So when you choose, like, let's say you choose a $15 price point for your $25 coffin shelf. Well, I'm going to make that a sale price or I'm going to make it a coupon discount. Like, so maybe I'll put the price at $25, but then I'll put a, you know, 40% off coupon in order to hit that that price point, all right? So again, don't put your regular price at that. And again, back in the Bali Blast method, I had other tricks and tips about how to get like strike through pricing. So again, 466 and 467, make sure to check those episodes to see how to get, you know, special strike through pricing and things like that. But but that's, you know, in a, in a nutshell, what the Maldives honeymoon uh, strategy has always been, you know, is, is launching on five to 10 keywords. Uh, one other trick we usually do is, hey, in the Maldives honeymoon strategy, don't just choose five or 10 completely different keywords like coffin shelf, gothic decor, uh, spooky bedroom, mysterious oddities, and Halloween scary things. Like, do you notice the difference in those keywords? They're all completely different. They don't share keywords. What you try and do is find the embedded keywords that you can launch in groups. All right. So when you're doing your research in Helium 10, you're going to find uh, groups of keywords that have very similar roots, you know, like coffin shelf, gothic coffin shelf, gothic coffin shelf for bedroom. You know, there's like six, seven keywords in there. You know, coffin shelf for bedroom is also a keyword. So what you do is you try and launch all of those keywords at the same time. So they're all sending those relevancy signals for that root keyword to Amazon. All right. So there's another strategy that we use in choosing the keywords. Again, that's mentioned in the Bali Blast. Now, here's the thing. Here, now let's talk about some new stuff, all right? That's just kind of like a recap of the OG Maldives honeymoon strategy and Bali Blast strategy. What is new for 2023, 2024? And I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say something controversial. And that is, I almost recommend doing a test listing if you're in any kind of a newer niche, all right? Literally doing a test listing 
first. And you could potentially even do this for more established niche. All right, so that's the end game of what I'm about. That's the controversial thing that I'm launching now with this Maldives honeymoon strategy. Let's take a few steps back to explain why I'm suggesting this and what has changed on Amazon in the algorithm. Let's take even three steps back before there. Listing optimization is important, all right? How you have the keywords, how many times you have it, uh, in your listing where you have it, it's important you know, to, to really send those relevancy signals. However, it is not as important as it was in the older days. Let me just tell you right, that right now. And it's also not a foolproof way to get ranking, all right? Do not use some kind of like formula where I'm going to use this keyword this many times and here and here, and then that's equal success. No, all right? If anybody tells you that, that is incorrect. People like using like listing scores, you know, like People have been who have been using Helium 10 for years have done something kind of like rudimentary where, you know, they take what we teach them and say, all right, hey, I know I have to have this keyword is my most important keyword and it needs to be in my title and in one bullet point and in one search terms. And I'm going to give myself three points to have that. And and then I'm going to give myself one point for this. You know, people have been doing I, I kind of do that myself. Like I, it helps me to kind of like know where my my keywords are. And, and people have asked, you know, Helium 10 for probably like three or four years now to do some kind of like listing score where we take an algorithm and assign points to it, right? And in the past, we've always said, nah, like I'm not sure how valuable that will be. But but recently, you know, I started writing blogs again. Maybe you guys are watching, seeing some of my blogs at helium10.com forward slash blog. But, you know, SEO is an important part of a company uh, like Helium 10 and any company like that. So when we write SEO blogs, we're trying to rank for keywords in Google and Bing, right? Uh, it's kind of similar to making a listing for Amazon. It's not just let's randomly put together some words and make some something interesting. It could be the most interesting blog in the world, but if it doesn't have the right keywords in the right places and the right number of times, you're not going to get seen. So we we've been using uh, you know for the last like year this tool called I think it's like Surfer SEO or something like that. It's called and like it gives you all the important keywords and then it tells you how many times you need to write it and like where and then it gives you a score based on if you've optimized your listing around those keywords. I'm like, hey, this is kind of like a cool idea. You know, maybe we can do this for Amazon, you know, sellers, because, you know, people have kind of like been asking for something similar to this. And so, you know, this might be a way to help guide people to to kind of know how strong their listing is as far as best practices. But here's the key. Again, even though Helium 10 is working on something like that, once that comes out, don't just think that's all you need that you know what all you need in order to rank is to know how many which keywords there are how many times you put it in your listing and in what places and try and get some high score is a high score you know using this algorithm important to to send relevancy signals to amazon of course it's important otherwise you wouldn't even be working on it you know it's a, just a general truth in seo but the amazon algorithm is so advanced these days it is not enough just to have some kind of mathematical formula. And of course, it goes without saying you have to optimize your listing for an Amazon buyer, all right, which no algorithm can measure. All right. So I'm not even going to talk about the strategies there, but obviously you need to make sure your listing is attractive to a, a human being, right? All right. So that that's a separate conversation about, you know, how to do that. We've done podcasts about about how to do that and really be able to connect on an emotional level to 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 sellers. But what about the algorithm? Like why am I saying that just having a score is not going to be enough. Well, first of all, Amazon algorithm does not work on a certain score. It's not like Amazon is scoring your listing as far as, all right, it has this keyword four times, it's got this root word three times, and they've got this in the bullet point here in the title, and so 
it's always going to you know have some kind of formula that Amazon scores it, and then that's how it, it, it deems you as, as fully relevant for all time. No, that's not the way Amazon works. Back in the old days, in the beginning, Amazon did work a little bit more like that. You really could control how you know relevant you were to Amazon, you know, because the Amazon algorithm was not as as developed. And and, and, and I say this, not trust me, guys. I I I am I do not have any secret access to the Amazon algorithm. I, I have contacts at Amazon who who develop the algorithm and and develop tools like brand analytics and things like that. That that does not make me some kind of special, you know, savant as to what the Amazon algorithm. Helium ten. No other tool out there, no other guru out there knows what is going on with the Amazon algorithm. People speculate, you know, they'll say, oh, I read this scientific paper. You know, we've read all the scientific papers. You probably heard a couple episodes ago where, you know, we, we went deep into that. But at the end of the day, nobody really knows. Everybody's just speculating, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with speculate. I speculate too. But what I like to do is I like to speculate based on test. And that's all I do. That's why I run Amazon accounts. I'm not trying to make money. Nowadays, I'm trying to make a little bit more money on my Amazon accounts because that's what I do to 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 support my my kids who are employees of my my Amazon company. So now I have to make a little bit more money than I did. But but my main point in running Amazon businesses is I use them as like my playgrounds to like test what is and isn't working with the algorithm. Because again, Amazon doesn't make its algorithm public. The only way we kind of know how it works is by seeing what happens when we do things um, on Amazon and then just like measuring the results. But no matter what we do, again, get it in your mind, guys. There is no exact formula. And anybody who says that there's an exact formula to rank on Amazon, like an exact keyword the same time every other time, they're full of nonsense. All right. You know, even the Helium 10 CPR numbers, like we've always said, it gives you the best chance, but it doesn't give you a guaranteed chance. You know, every time it's based on a lot of trial and error. You know, I did a one and a half year case study to come up with that CPR number. All right. So what have I found that is working with the Amazon algorithm now and why is it different? All right. Well, number one is that a kind of important metric in Helium 10 that uh, people overlook is now a super important metric, all right? And what metric is that? It is Amazon recommended rank, all right? That is a name that we kind of made up, but it actually comes from an actual data point in Amazon. It's one of the things I'm I'm very proud about. You know, I've made up the Maldives honeymoon strategy and, you know, I don't invent a lot of things, but this is one of the things that I discovered about five years ago. And, and back then, like five years ago, I was like, oh man, everybody's going to copy us and start showing this. Nobody ever came up with this. I'm sure somebody's going to show it now. You know, somebody's going to try and figure out where this data point is and, and, and show it to people because it is super, super important. I'm just shocked nobody's copied us in the last five years since we had this. But again, Amazon recommended rank is coming from Amazon where it kind of like says, hey, for X product and Y keyword, we think Y keyword is kind of very uh, relevant to this product or not so relevant or medium relevant, et cetera. A Amazon has a scoring system for every single product and almost every single keyword where at least the top 1000 keywords, uh, if, if, the, if the product has a lot of history, it will go ahead and say, score it as far as how relevant it thinks for advertising. And in the past, it was never something I really talked about too much that everybody should have to do because it was mainly about advertising. But it was a great metric to have because it kind of gave you insight into at least how the Amazon advertising algorithm thought that you were relevant for a certain keyword, right? 
um, or in, uh, in relation to a certain product. But now, guys, in the last six months and all the tests I've been doing with launching and everything else, it is all of a sudden a super indicative metric on how just Amazon's search algorithm thinks you are relevant, all right? So I did a couple of tests with like this coffin bath tray. I used the Helium 10 Project X account. I used a couple, you know, friends accounts because I wanted to have like different accounts and different products, different ASINs to kind of like test my, my theories, right? And so I chose coffin bath tray because this was something that didn't have a lot of history on Amazon. So th this is especially geared towards you people who are, are getting in these niches where they're not completely saturated, all right? So because of that, Amazon doesn't have that much data in order to know from day one what you might be relevant for. You know, it's different. Like if you're going to launch some collagen peptides, there's 100 collagen peptides who've been selling millions of dollars a month. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of customers have bought collagen peptides and Amazon has tracked every click and how they interact with the listings. They've got so much data on exactly what is relevant to collagen peptides that from day one of a brand new collagen peptides listing, you're probably going to be able to you know, to get relevant for the right keywords. But in a newer niche, it's a little bit different. So sure enough, when I first launched these two coffin bath trays, I did it on separate accounts. I did it with separate kinds of listings. One, like a, a more in-depth listing. And, and I used the best practices. Again, you know, I used my own scoring system even on how to get, you know, like I put coffin bath tray, like, you know, like four times in the listing and, and long tail versions. I did all the right things. And, and, and get this, the keywords that I was relevant for from day one was not coffin bath tray. All right, if I was looking at the Amazon recommended rank from day one on one of the products, or again, I launched pretty much the same exact kind of product. It was just different kinds of listings and in different accounts at the same time. So I could, you know, cross, cross see. Uh, the number one, there was only one keyword on one of them that it was relevant for. Like Amazon only recommended one keyword and it was bath, bath tray. It was kind of crazy, right? One keyword bath tray. No other keyword had it on Amazon recommended rank. By the way, when you use that in Cerebro in Helium 10 the to get the Amazon recommended rank, you have a listing up for five minutes, we'll already have Amazon recommended rank. This is something we pull from Amazon in uh, real time. And the other product that I launched, it was actually relevant for like 40 keywords from day one. And the, the top three, it was interesting, was bathroom decor, wine glass, and candle holder very interesting all right bathroom decor was super generic word wine glass you might be like why does it have wine glass well this 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 coffin bath tray i had in the i think i put it in the title and uh you know i had in the description that it has a slot for a wine glass all right and then i also put that it had a slot for a candle holder but amazon thought that this was a wine glass and candle holder so from day one, I was not, I couldn't really do the Maldives honeymoon launch because for coffin bath tray, I was indexed for it, but Amazon didn't think I was relevant. It would not even show me in PPC for coffin bath tray when this was the number one most important keyword. I was optimized everywhere for it. It had a low title density. There was hardly any competition for coffin bath tray. Two years ago, I would have been on page one instantly for this, but because Amazon couldn't figure out that this was a coffin bath tray it would not give me any PPC impressions, all right? That's crazy. 
so then what are some of the things I started uh, doing? I started changing up the listing. I added coffin tray and other keywords that I wasn't even indexing for more times. I had to special features. I was trying doing search terms. Things were not working. I would see little bits of movement, but it was not moving like it would in the old days. And this is a listing again. I just barely started. I started it like so definitely in the uh, honeymoon period. So what got me to get coffin bath tray to Amazon recommended rank number two on one and Amazon recommended rank number one. What it was, was I did an old school two-step URL. All right, I did an old school two-step URL. Uh, it was the field ASIN URL. All right, I did a field ASIN two-step URL. Uh, and then I got somebody to buy it. I think one of them I might've got uh, you know, Shivali to buy it. And then the other one, um, I, I went to AZ rank and I paid AZ rank to get somebody to buy it. Now I know what you're saying. Wait, Bradley, didn't you just talk about how that kind of stuff is, is against Amazon terms of service? Now, I think there's going to be different opinions on this, but I could not care less in this instant about keyword ranking. I was not trying to increase the keyword rank at all. All right. I, I didn't even look at what the keyword rank was. My point was I knew I was not relevant for it to Amazon. And so I was trying to send a relevancy signal to Amazon so it knows that, hey, this is something important and this is something that you can give me impressions for in PPC and I'll gladly pay for clicks. So in my mind, my interpretation of Amazon Terms of Service, this is not against the Terms of Service because I'm not trying to man manipulate or affect Amazon keyword ranks. I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to pay Amazon some money in PPC and, and make sure that they know that I am uh, relevant for it. So what I did was I just, I just did one order, one field ASIN where somebody added it to the cart and they, they bought the product for, with the keyword, uh, coffin bath tray in it. And guys, less than 12 hours later, it not only was it not Amazon recommended rank at all. It went to number one Amazon recommended rank on one of the products and number two on the other product uh, for the top Amazon recommended rank just with one field ASIN. Now, because Amazon said two-step URLs for ranking is not good anymore, we took those off of our Helium 10 gems page. So you, you guys want to know a trick to do a two-step URL still with a keyword, right? Go to index checker in Helium 10, put your ASIN, put that keyword in there, and whether it says it's indexed or not indexed, you'll see it has check marks and dashes or whatever. Right click on the dash or the check mark, all right? And then do copy URL, all right? So that URL is a field on the field ASIN one. There's a, there's a, there's a field ASIN check. Copy that URL, replace the keyword and the ASIN with yours, or if that's exactly the keyword and the ASIN, and that's the exact URL you can use in order to get somebody to buy your product with the field ASIN two-step URL, and then that should get you the impressions and it should send that relevancy. So again, this might be a controversial thing. You know, I'm definitely, you know, I have a good relationship with Amazon. I'm not going to, I'm not going to suggest something that is blatantly against Amazon terms of service. That's not how uh, I roll, but you know, anything can change. Uh, I am like 99% sure this is not against Amazon terms of service because again, I am not trying to manipulate sales rank. I'm not trying to manipulate search rank. I'm just trying to let Amazon know that I'm relevant for this keyword when on this new product. So again, once that happened, once I did that one, boom, I got to the very top of the search results in sponsored, all right, or sponsored, I'm not talking, you know, search rank. And then I got some organic orders from sponsored. And then that brought my organic rank up after just like two or three orders more that I got. It got me to like the top of page one for that keyword, just like the regular Maldives honeymoon strategy. It was very interesting to see because on 
August 2nd, this is months ago. This is one of the, I, I do tests constantly, guys. So this one coffin tray, you know, this is just one, I'm just giving you guys one of the examples I've done. I'm looking here at my notes. On August 2nd, you know, the top 10 were keywords like bath tray, tray decor, very generic keywords. Like he, obvious Amazon couldn't figure it out. And then on 8-4, two days later, every single one of the top 10 keywords on one of them was all had coffin in it. So finally I got Amazon just with that one order to understand that, hey, I am relevant for coffin related keywords. And in the other product, it didn't show all coffins because I didn't have coffin as many times in the listing. Again, list, listing optimization is still important for the, for the um, algorithm but at least the number two keyword was coffin bath tray. And then a lot of the other keywords were, were just generic. Now, here's the thing though. Here's a, 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 a again, I, I could do a podcast episode just about the test. I mean, I literally did like 75 tests and tweaks just in this uh, case study alone for these two products. Interestingly enough, before I started getting relevant for uh, with the Amazon recommended rank for coffin bath tray, my number one keyword on one of the products, like I said before, was bathroom decor. All right, very generic keyword, very high search volume, way higher than coffin bath tray. But because Amazon gave me a recommended rank of one, which is not really from Amazon, Amazon gives a score and then we translate the number one score into Amazon recommended rank one. Because for bath bathroom decor, I could actually target it in PPC and I was already ranking like on page five for this keyword. I didn't even get one sale for one add to cart, one nothing. And I was on page five for this super high volume search term just because Amazon gave me a high recommended rank. Now you might think, well, why didn't you double down on that? You know, Bradley, why, you know, to me, I couldn't care less about the word bathroom decor. You know, like I don't think that people who purchase or who search bathroom decor were really going to buy, you know, a, a coffin shaped bath tray. But that just shows you again how today in 2023 and 2024, this data point is super important and has wide reaching effects as far as how you or how Amazon thinks that you are uh, relevant. So at the end of the day, I had this product running for three months now. And what I did was after the three months and you know, one my uh, the theory I wanted to test was, well, is the Amazon algorithm trained? All right. Now that I've been selling this coffin bath tray when nobody else was on these two accounts for three months, you know, what if I launch a new coffin bath tray? Is Amazon from day one going to go ahead and understand now what this kind of product is because it's got this history? And the answer is interesting. The answer is still no, not really. So I launched two products on two different accounts today. One of them I just made with the listing builder AI that we have that uses ChatGPT, made a great listing, but it was optimized for the keywords that I knew were relevant. And the other one, I used the exact same 100% listing that I've had up for three months thinking that, hey, now that Amazon recommended rank is very high for these products um, or for these keywords, well, it should know right away and copy the, that Amazon recommended rank. So here's what I found out. On the very first one, uh, the top three or four keywords that are Amazon recommended rank on this brand new listing that I had really optimized for coffin bath tray, wine glass, charcuterie board, bathroom tray, wooden tray, and bathroom caddy. So a little bit different than when I started off on the other one, but again, no coffin related keywords. So even though it's you, I did everything right in optimizing my listings to make it somewhat relevant, at the end of the day, that 
ASIN is still going to need me to run a field ASIN two-step URL in order to let Amazon know that I am relevant for a coffin tray. On the other listing that was in Project X, where I copied the 100% same listing that's been up for three months, word for word, I changed like a couple, like just one or two words just to make sure I'm, it wasn't the exact same listing, so I should say 99%. Here is the top three keywords from Amazon recommended rank. Bathroom decor, wine glass, and candle holder. Does that sound familiar to you? exact top three keywords of when I started with that other product, even though now that same product has the number one keyword as coffin bath tray, which it should. So again, it shows listing optimization, guys, is not the end all be all. Having a perfectly optimized listing at times is not enough. It's more, it's probably going to help you more in established categories. But even though I've had this product selling for three months, Amazon still needs more, a bigger bump in order to make sure that some of these niche keywords, it knows that uh, it's relevant for it. So the Amazon algorithm is not perfect. If it was perfect, it would have known from day one that, hey, this is a coffin bath tray. This other coffin bath tray has been getting sales from coffin bath tray, coffin bath caddy, you know, coffin decor and all these keywords. This product is very similar. We're going to put it number one. All right. That's actually how I noted the Amazon algorithm would work back in the day. But this is a new year, a new Amazon al algorithmic shift, I guess you, you, you could say, where this is not, you know, this strategy is not necessarily working anymore. You've got to send those relevancy signals to Amazon. So for now, you know, my way of sending those relevancy signals is, and th th you shouldn't need this for every single keyword. Guys, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go go in every single one of your 10 launch keywords. You're going to have to do a, a, a field ace in two-step URL. No, like I think that Amazon probably wouldn't, you know, like that because that almost would be considered manipulating sales rank because you're getting all these sales that are not necessarily real orders. But if you find yourself having trouble getting relevant for a keyword because Amazon recommended rank is off, try that out. Get one or two orders. Just try one at first for a field ASIN two-step URL um, in order to send those relevancy signals. And then the next day, wait 24 hours, run it again. And this is why I said that kind of like off the wall thing earlier where I'm now suggesting that you might want to always do a test listing now. All right. I didn't say that before. You know, I said do do kind of test listing so you can so that you can know uh, what kind of exposure you're going to get on PPC to validate some some theories you have when there's not enough uh, information from existing competitors. You know, you, you might want to make sure that you validate your idea with a test listing. But now, guys, I'm saying if you're selling in a newer niche, especially and maybe sometimes even if you're an established niche, it might be worth it to spend, you know, 50 bucks and, and get another UPC code and, and just do a, a fulfilled by merchant listing, send a couple of uh, or have a couple of units available and uh, have your listing that you want to go with and then see immediately what does Amazon think that you're relevant for, right? And then if, if you're completely fine with this listing and, and you have the right keywords for Amazon recommended rank from day one, all right, well, you're good to go. That means Go ahead and launch your regular product once you're ready and ha you can have that exact listing knowing that from day one you might have that. But if you're like me and you have to do like 40 tests or something to try and figure out how do I make Amazon think I'm relevant for this important keyword, well, you don't want to be doing that on a live listing when you're trying to like get, you know, make advantage of your honeymoon period. So what the best thing to do might be to spend a few bucks and and try a field uh, ASIN two-step URL to see if that helps your Amazon recommended rank, to see if that helps you get those PPC impressions that you're gonna need to do the Maldives honeymoon strategy from day one. And then once you figure out what works on this test listing, now you can start over again once your inventory comes in, um, or you can you know, maybe your inventory is already there, and now you can start off on the right foot. 
so that you know from day one, I'm going to send this field two-step URL uh, you know, to, to go ahead and, and get this order or to get to get relevant for this keyword or maybe something, maybe you have to optimize your listing in a, in a different way. Uh, again, like I said, listing optimization is important. Sometimes it can help, uh, it can definitely help you by, by doing things differently. But instead of trying to do all this trial and error on a live listing when you're trying to, you know, get your, you know, get your sales and everything, do it like on a test listing first. That's what I did for this coffin tray. And that's what I'm going to do for any, uh, probably the next few of my uh, launches, or I've been doing it on, on some of my launches. And it's going to be doing what I'm going to be doing going forward on some of my launches. So guys, let me know what you think. But this is the Maldives honeymoon strategy, like version 4.0. A lot of it's the same, but there's some new things that are different here. But the very important that you guys know your Amazon recommended rank, and especially if any of you guys have issues ranking for keywords or getting sales or getting impressions in PPC, just run run, run your listing through Cerebro and, and check what that Amazon recommended rank is. All right. So, so number one, again, that means that's the keyword that Amazon thinks you're most relevant for. All right. Number 20, that means Amazon thinks you're 20th relevant. All right. The coffin shelf is a great example. The old coffin shelf seems to be completely locked in at a low Amazon recommended rank. Our Project X coffin shelf is like rank 25 for that. You guys can see that yourself. Anybody can you know, run the Helium 10 coffin shelf in Cerebro and you can see what the Amazon recommended rank is, right? And it's not high and that's why we're not ranking high organically. I don't know what happens, you know, like is it a shadow ban or whatever? I don't want to try and speculate on that. But in, even in that case, this Amazon recommend, recommended rank is highly indicative of what's happening on the organic side. So guys, I hope this helps. Uh, let me know how it works when you guys try uh, these strategies out. And especially even if you have a more mature listing, let me know in the comments below. What does it say for your Amazon recommended rank? The one that you've been struggling with? Let me know and let me know how you fix it. I'm not sure when I'm going to come to the Maldives next. You know, 500 was kind of like, all right. I'm going to keep going until 500. So maybe if there's going to be a new strategy I need to come up with, uh, I'll, I'll have another reason to come out uh, to come out here. This is my favorite place in the world, the Waldorf Astoria. They always take care of me really well. If you guys uh, make sure to, you know, how, if you want to know how I afford this place, it's like $2,500 a night. Uh, check out my travel hacking episode. Just just look it up, you know, Serious Sellers Podcast Travel Hacking. Uh, you'll, you'll find that episode. Uh, and then you can see how I am able to get to this place without having to uh, pay money or ask Helium 10 for money for it. But anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. And here's to another 500 episodes. Bye-bye now.